Welcome to another episode of the Naturally Built Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Pablo Cortez. And I'm Analicia Gomez. Joining us today is uh, Demetrius Lynch. He is a licensed architect with Zone Practice uh, Lines, host of Spaces Podcast, a building industry-focused podcast, as well as co-founder and chief creative officer of Gable Media, a multimedia network focused on helping AEC thought leaders create and distribute digital content to share their knowledge and expertise with the world. Demetrius, I know we just had a... <laughs> A bumpy start to the to the episode, but uh, thanks for joining us again, man. Uh, appreciate your time. No problem. Take two. It's all right. <laughs> At least she caught it. It'll just be better this time. That's all. Yeah, it was a, it was a, <laughs> a quick run through. All right. <clears throat> so just to get started, uh, Demetrius, what has been your experience working with um, landscape architects and landscape designers uh, in the architecture field? Yeah, it's been great. Um, First off, thank you for having me. Uh, really looking forward to having this chat with you guys. But it's been a great experience in my career. I most recently, the project type that I've been working on has been uh, on the smaller scale of doing renovations for single family homes and some small commercial projects. So I haven't had the opportunity to really incorporate landscape architects just do and designers just due to uh, tighter budgets for the homeowners and business owners but throughout my career I have had the opportunity to work with landscape architects and it's always been a great experience one of the things you know living in California we get this great weather and we get to expand our space our interior spaces to the outdoors and really emphasize certain meeting spaces and rooms that we really want people to live in and out of so that in indoor outdoor quality that you can emphasize with landscape architects has always been a plus that really pays off for the project and the client um, particularly just because you guys are so entrenched in the the nuances of what can happen the the different plant life the different furniture and all those sort of water features and things that you can pull into a space to into an outdoor space that can really bring it to a whole nother level. You know, on the landscape side of things, there's always that uh, water treatment, water quality, sort of what, what you're doing with that overflow. Um, where did that landscape plans come in to help with that, to mitigate some of that stuff? Um, do, you, do you, Have you dealt with any of that, of those issues um, uh, or gone through that process with any of the municipalities? Yeah, it, it doesn't really impact you too much on the uh, on the remodel side. You very rarely get into that sort of threshold. It's a uh, fairly minor stuff. We do have to go to the city, but um, especially to review structural changes and things like that. But um, typically don't have too many situations where you have to dig into sort of the water um, retainage of the of the site except for sometimes I run some simple calculations or have the civil engineer if we have one on the on the property to just lay out some of the drainage work but not to the extent that I think you're talking about gotcha gotcha so what led you to start your own practice versus like working in a bigger firm yeah so I I had a pretty diverse experience where I worked I went all the way from a small three-person firm all the way up to a 300-plus pers person firm. And my 
most recent experience prior to starting my own practice was working in a large firm and uh the the dichotomy between the the small firm and the large firm on the small firm side it's great work you get to do a lot of different things it's like having your own business but you typically don't get paid enough <laughs> you you hit a cap pretty quickly working in a small firm um but on the large firm side there's tons of people ahead of you and the majority of them operate in a sense that you're promoted and acknowledged based on the time you've put in with that company not necessarily not necessarily based on your skill set per se um there are instances of that but time is a big part of the the factor in a lot of those large firms and the relationships that you build so it um so i hit this point in my career where the person that was ahead of me that i was supposed to go to with problems and things like that it's he stopped being able to really answer the questions that i needed to get answered so i was finding the the answer myself or it was like we would sit down and figure it out um so it was it started to become to apparent to me that i'm at a level where the person that is ahead of me is also sort of close i'm i mean they have more experience but we're figuring out things at the same time to some extent and i started to look at that and the factor that you know i ha- i would have had to put in a lot more time in architecture it's like 20 years before you really reach leadership uh levels so taking that into account and the fact that i felt pretty comfortable being able to figure out situations on my own i thought that i might as well just do this uh cuz i was looking at sort of the next steps of trying to create one the the path was very murky <laughs> it wasn't clearly laid out of how you would progress but even if i made up that path in my mind it was like looking ahead i don't really want that role that that person has or that one i want to create my own thing um so that's when it really started to percolate that okay this has to happen very soon <laughs> yeah. and then ultimately made that jump i s- saw you have your lead and the well um accredited professional um titles is that something that you weren't able to explore as much in a bigger firm or something that you wanted to encompass more on the health side of of building and and being more socially and environmentally sensitive that you're able to do in your own practice easier that was one of the, those were very important things to me personally i think as an industry we still haven't caught up to that yet but it was important for me to get those early on and to start to express that thought process and sort of work through how do i incorporate that into what my company becomes but i think building users and in our industry as a whole hasn't gotten there quite yet so we're still uh trying to navigate towards that being fully adopted so um it wasn't that i couldn't sort of flex that in my previous companies uh but it was just personally important to me to to get that education and that certification and start to dabble in what exactly that means and just further how i understand and can execute on that maybe can we talk a little bit about you know how you run your business and maybe some of the challenges that you came across 
I run into issues with and lots of business owners run into is the financial side. <laughs> it is so difficult. One, as architecture, engineering, construction, landscape, we're not trained in business throughout our education. So you're already sort of behind the eight ball on that when you start out. Um, but you also, when you start your business as a single person, it's extremely difficult to balance all of those things at once, to, to try to market, to, to do the actual work, to send out invoices and follow up on those invoices. All of that stuff is extremely difficult, but the one that tends to to fall by the wayside and be the most difficult is the financial side because you're one trying to just manage the the finances of the projects that you have but you're also trying to forecast of I need to make more money are my numbers right I'm still going through the middle of a project so I don't even know if these numbers are right <laughs> and things are constantly evolving so it takes years if you can get through what they say is the first five years I think you'll have a better understanding so I'm still in that window uh, and it's not quite clear where I'm at just yet but uh, getting a little bit better every every year <laughs> Yeah, that the the financial part is like I said, no one unless you're actively seeking that out in you know during school or outside of school, you're not. It's not something you automatically pick up um, in practice. Yeah. So uh, given that that you're you know on top of handling the business part of things, you're practicing. Uh, you you have the podcast, the Spaces podcast, and you're also uh, dealing with Gable Media. Um, um, on that front, how are you, can you maybe give us some insight into that, how you're balancing those out on the day to day and how did that kind of works out for you? Uh, it's complete chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny when you listen to like other podcasts, you hear like leadership podcasts, you hear a similar question like this and people always say something profound of like, I wake up at whatever time and I go run and I do yoga and I meditate for 20 minutes and then I read the Wall Street Journal and all this other stuff. At least for me, that's not what startup life is like. Maybe a little bit further down the line of when uh, things are kind of up and running on their own, I can get to something like that where it's a, a scheduled life and you can get all these cool things in. But it's pretty chaotic in a startup role because you're and you multiply that by three <laughs> because you're basically uh, you know putting out fires constantly you you try to schedule things as best as you can but things come up and you just got to take care of them and get it get it done but we're growing to the sense where I'm growing in all these different avenues to a, a point where we're starting to bring people in except on the architecture side still solo there but uh getting to a point where it's turning into unblocking other people is the main focus so you know when i get up i'm i do a quick sort of scan of the zeitgeist as they say uh through social media i've tried to tailor a lot of my social media to the things that I talk about on my podcasts and work and all those different avenues. So I do a quick scan to just see the conversations that are out there. Um, and then I 
pretty much jump right into the day and I have either notes that I've made the night before or I'll sit down for a few minutes and make notes of things that I need to get done and just get at it of whatever the pressing issue is that is holding up someone else or that I just know that I have to get done that day and then just start to work my way down the checklist and uh it's no no real science or beautiful way to put it but <laughs> that's pretty much it so what inspired you to start spaces and gable media so uh this started actually right before i left my previous company towards the end i i was listening to a lot of podcasts reading a lot of leadership and business books and one of the things that dawned on me, and it's kind of started from a perspective of the architecture profession, but quickly expanded out to the industry, the building industry as a whole, is that we really have a branding problem in our industry. If you look at the media landscape in, in reference to every other profession in the world, there's movies, there's TV shows that really glorify a lot of other uh, professions in the world and just make them look really cool. But when you look at our industry, the there's very few examples that really tell the story of the building industry. But when they do, it's either way too technical and the the masses cannot adopt or uh, cannot understand and have no interest in trying to follow or it's a situation like HGTV that makes everything look so simple that people it undervalues the actual work that goes into what we all do throughout our throughout our industry. So I started to think, how do you sort of explain what we do and the nuances and the complex the complexity of what we do, but in a simple form and make it very conversational? tell the story of why we're solving the issues and how that helps the client um, talk about the nuances of moving things an inch just to get a better view of something and to a grand scale of a concept that makes the design of that that space or, or whatever the project is that much better. Uh, so that's what kind of got the idea going. And I actually present it the concept to my previous employer and my my immediate boss you know I was talking with him about it and he said basically that you know if you do if if the company decides to take you up on this you have to understand uh well first he kind of downplayed it like it probably wouldn't happen uh, but then he said that you know if it did happen there's going to be all this red tape and they're going to you know, want to know what, what guests are on. And it's just, it's not going to be what you want it to be. And, and so that encouraged me to keep it separate. And, you know, I continued on and, and this is all simultaneously as I started to think about my greater career. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go out on my own and create my own path that has this architecture side, the way that I see architecture business should be run and this media component that tells the story of what we do. Um, and that's, that's sort of the path that, that 
I diverged onto and uh, led me to today. Nice. So what part of, um, you know, kind of telling what's the most important story for you personally to share um, in terms of design and integrating some of those construction elements um, and all of that and meeting your clients' needs that you feel is the most valuable piece of information to kind of put out there and share with the world? Yeah, it's it's not like one specific story per se. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily frame it that way or, or part of a story. It's just an overall understanding in fairly simple terms. I try not to get too technical, but just talk about, you know, the client was struggling with this and the designer came up with this concept and what was that process to getting to the end in product of that building or space and all the things that are considered while you're going through that process. What are the, the, the difficult parts? What are the easy parts? What are the fun parts? Um, and just trying to navigate through that. And it's trying to elevate that understanding for both the user and throughout the industry, because I hear all the time, um, a contractor will say that, you know, the stupid architect or landscape architect messed up on the drawing or somebody, the architect uh, pinning it on the structural engineer or the plumbing engineer that they messed up something and everybody thinks everyone else's job is super easy. I wanted to also sort of elevate that understanding within our industry that no one's job is easy. We're all facing different difficulties and trying to navigate through that. And just to sort of elevate that appreciation level within the industry between what we all do. So I think you're, I think the podcast does a good job of that. <laughs> I think it has been for, <laughs> for some time, man. Um, maybe you can share a little bit about uh, Gable Media and how, you know, what, what um, is involved with all that and what you're uh, hoping to accomplish. Yeah, it, uh, Gable Media kind of came about. I was just plugging along with spaces and, and lines and I don't know if you or your listeners are familiar with Mark, uh, LePage with Entra Architect. He has a podcast that he's been doing for, I think nine years now. And he reached out to me about being a guest on his podcast. And then I did that and we sort of kept touch. And then there was a, convention an architecture AIA convention and we had lunch there or breakfast it was breakfast actually <laughs> we had breakfast there and we started to sort of spitball this idea of Gable Media and it was right in line with what I thought spaces could turn into um, but much further down the line and uh, and we just had so much alignment in what we were talking about and what we believed in and we just kind of jumped on that train and, and it just never stopped. <laughs> and that was uh, that was about two years ago. We had that initial conversation. And then the year after that is when we officially launched Gable Media. And now we have uh, eight podcasts. Um, again, we the, the overarching goal of Gable is to sort of remove the barrier for thought leaders in the AEC community 
um, to make it easier for them to create content, to share their expertise with that same goal in mind that I talked about with spaces of elevating the understanding of what we all do. So to remove those barriers, we do editing in-house content uh, create or production and create, come up with concepts for shows and things like that for, for certain thought leaders. And, um, and we just try to make it as easy as we can for them to continue to work, uh, and create and share, share their expertise. How can people, uh, look up Gable media and find the, the various podcasts? So it's, uh, gablemedia.com, G A B L media.com. We dropped the E in Gable, <laughs> but, uh, and cause it's much cooler, but we, uh, so you can check out gablemedia.com and there's individual pages and links to, uh, and there's actually a player within each page of all of our individual podcasts. Um, so we have co- uh, podcasts. We're pretty architecture heavy right now, but we are branching out, um, as we can, we will be reaching out to people uh, to expand into construction engineering and L does not follow it, follow in the AEC acronym, but it's, it's encompassed in there. So, uh, so we are going to at some point uh, branch out, but because we are started, we we're both architects and most of our contact contacts are architects. We're focusing in that, uh, arena first and then we'll get more and more shows and podcasts video content and some other some other long-term goals as we grow very cool um yeah i think eight that's a good that's a good number of, of podcasts and yeah. it's growing right so yeah congratulations as, on that yeah just as a um insight into sort of the content that we're creating um again it is a little bit architecture focused, but we, we have shows that talk about how technology is changing architecture, how people are disrupting the old way of doing the business, uh, a show called practice disrupted. The previous one is called Troxel podcast spelled T R X L. Um, we have my show spaces, uh, entre architect. We have a show that's dedicated to marketing called build your brand. Um, we have another one that's Archispeak, which has been around for, I think also nine years and they've built quite a following. Um, and then we have one called context and clarity, which is a daily podcast. And they talk about everything, uh, under the sun, as far as, uh, the business and, um, life of running an architecture practice and being an architect and, and design leader in general. And then the latest one that we've added was uh, Build Smart, which we had the uh, a CEO of HOK, who amazingly entered the company as a junior architect and rose to be the CEO. Uh, was there his entire career, fifty years, and uh, so he's telling the story of HOK. And then we have two video creators. Uh, if you've Heard, you may have heard of him, 30 by 40 with Eric Reinholdt and then Show It Better uh, with Stephen Rubio, um, who shows a lot of like how to do creative and really cool presentations and things like that. And, uh, and Eric 
goes into his life as an architect and all the different ways that he's monetized his business and automated his life to some extent. And um, it's just really cool, creative way of he tell how he tells his story and super high quality stuff. So yeah, I like Eric's stuff. He does he does good good work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, both both architecturally and 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 video wise, right? Putting those videos together. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, so Gable Media. Uh, hopefully, people can check that out and uh, find something. I'm sure there's something in there for <laughs> for somebody oh. that's mildly interested in uh, in architecture and construction. Yeah. Um, just follow along. We're growing. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. There will be something at some point. We'll include some links in the show notes. Um, there's the, the, the website and uh, your social media stuff so can, people can find you easier. Um, very cool. Uh, Anna, unless you have something else for Demetrius, I think we can start to uh, to wrap it up. Um, yeah, no, I, you mentioned, you know, some of like the disruption in the type of design cycle and things like that. Um, and you went through a lot of the different podcast opportunities that you guys represent on Gable. Has there anything that you've learned through, you know, collaborating with these people um, and these podcasts that you've integrated into your daily practices or maybe you're some of your, the way that you're presenting things to clients, um, you know, or anything like really potent that you've gained from, from these collaborations and working with these different podcasts? Um, it's, it's a ton of information. <laughs> so as a chief creative officer, everything sort of goes through me to some extent before we go, before it goes out. Um, and it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I was joking the other day, I have all these grays just from the overload of information. Um, and I will say that there, I've learned a lot, but being a sole proprietor, it's difficult to put everything that I've learned into practice. So the, to answer the question, the majority of what I have learned is sort of on my radar and long-term goals that I've sort of put into place um, as I grow and get to a position where I can bring someone in and shift my focus into improving the business. Those are the things that I plan to check the boxes and, and uh, focus on to take my businesses to another level. Um, so it's more forecasting and long-term planning that I've gained a lot of insight for um but immediately it's it's mostly just you know a daily grind of just getting things done uh as best as i can and uh just keeping the ball moving um and getting to a point that i can bring someone in to help alleviate some of that just daily daily task uh, so i can focus long term but um I'm also trying to think of a few things that I can leave people uh, nuggets and it's just too much to even <laughs> to give you right now. But I, I, all I can say is check out these podcasts uh, that we have as well. If you have the time and you're in a space in your rotation to give a few of them a try, any, any of those episodes, you'll, you'll find something about project management software technologies that you can start to look at Um ways to look at how you if you if you're in a firm where you're in a leadership role uh, how to speak to this next generation of of uh, people coming into the company because 
all of our generations are very different. You approach them differently. You speak to them differently. Uh, so how do you work with uh, generations below and above you? How do you better navigate through your company? Um, so there's no silver bullet answer th that I can think of right this second, but uh, we've got a ton of stuff that you can check out <laughs> to, to give you some insight. Nice. Um, well, uh, Demetrius, thank you again for uh, hanging out with us. Um, this was fun. This was a good yeah. conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll we'll include links to the uh, to the Gable Media website and all your um, uh, social media links for people to uh, to catch up. Um, oh, Pablo! Before yes. we go, What's I just up? thought of one thing to tell you yeah. guys, uh, and this isn't necessarily tied into um, our podcast of things that I've learned, but I did want to share this and I just remembered, um, patience. That is one thing I cannot stress enough, uh, in this current climate of society right now with social media and everything, it can be extremely daunting and difficult to grow anything and to, to progress in your career and life because you see you see everybody else <laughs> and you're constantly, you know, compared to other people. So patience is one thing that I'm constantly trying to remind myself of. It's still an ongoing thing of, you know, have patience. It's going to take time to build these things. Ignore what other people are doing. Uh, there's this great meme of uh, Michael Phelps in in one of the Olympics, and he's swimming, and he's super focused, looking straight ahead of his path, and the racer next to him is looking at Michael Phelps, and he's like falling behind and gonna lose, and it's all about focus. Know know your strengths and your weaknesses. Focus on yourself, and it'll all work out in the end. Try not to be deterred by comparing yourself to other people because that'll easily derail you. So that would be the one thing that I want to that's, that's leave with people. Nice. Good, good advice for that's sure. A great one. Something we can all, we can all follow. Um, cool. Well, again, thanks Demetrius. We'll, uh, we'll, you know, kind of, uh, end it here and, um, yeah, we will, well, we'll keep in touch. We kind of, you know, every once in a while we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll connect. Um, yeah. Uh, best of luck with uh, Gable Media and Lines and just, you know, we'll keep an eye out for the next episode of Spaces. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It's a great conversation. Definitely. Thank you, Demetrius. Thank you.